Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. And hello, Stevie. And how are we? Are we are we are we feeling cosmic today? We're feeling cosmic. I feel like I'm on the verge of ascension. Ah, I like it. I like it. I see where you're going with that. That's right. I've been working on my sandala for ten years, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, you know, I'm ready to ascend into the become one with the smiling koala on which the universe is <laughs> I'd forgotten about the koala yeah carried. as had I I was like good lord uh yes and welcome in to everyone else listeners out there in listenerverse this is set phasers a highly illogical star trek podcast today's star date is star date 3145254.4 and we're discussing lower decks season 1 episode 4 Stevie's favorite title. Oh, no. Moist Vessel. <laughs> Moist Vessel. It's for me. I'm. This episode is called Moist Vessel. Ugh. Ugh. I can't. Yeah, it's it's evocative. Yeah. Well, listen, I enjoyed the hell out of this episode. I'd forgotten how much I liked it, but I did like it. You did like it. I did. Li- I did like it. And uh, you're suddenly from the north of England. That's right. Well, I was. This is neither here nor there. Don't get me off topic. You know, <laughs> you know <laughs> how easy it is for me to. Uh, I do. I do. Yeah. Sometimes I do it for sport. What's the the accent where the E's become A's? Like, do you have any money? Money. 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 Is that north? Ma- Manchester, I think. I don't know. I'll work on that and get back to you. All right. So. <laughs> Oh, dear Lord. I like this episode because it's kind of about, well, listen, it's about the ship, but it's also about Mariner and her mother. Yes. And that's, that's a, it's a joy to see their, how their relationship is, is more fleshed out in this episode. So. I think everyone had a few moments and they were like, oh God, that's so true. Yes, totally. You're like, oh my, if I had to work with my, oh, it would be exactly. Uh... So, yes, I'm ready if you're ready. Let's run it down. It's time to run it down. Can you run it down for me? What just happened? Can you run it down for me? Yes, the episode entitled Moist Vessel is uh, one in which... What? Uh, The Cerritos is uh, teaming up with the USS Merced to haul like an ancient like seed ship generation ship that they found and uh all the crew it's been it's been like dead for centuries and the crew are dead and they're mummified in their cryo units but they have this weird cargo which is like this molecular fluid that can turn uh inorganic material into life and so uh these two no i'm not gonna do the with you today 
Nope. It's all you. All right. Yeah, fine. just that's my sound effect. Um, yep. I'll practice it. <laughs> I, I don't have many. Nonetheless. <laughs> but uh, the captain of the Merced is uh, an old friend, I guess, of Captain Freeman, Captain Durango. He is a very dry, sort of boring, and it's, as it turns out, self-serious kind of captain. But in any case, the ship is so old that they have to they have to tractor it to, uh, I forget where they're taking it to, but they have to tractor it at exactly the right angle and exactly the right distance so that it doesn't fall apart and all the weird bio- biological juice, the moistness of the titular vessel oh. does not spill out into space. Really moist vessel and titular. We're going with that, are we? Hey, what? I no did not on this do show, any of that on purpose. This is you. You have the subtext uh, that I, I have not involved in. A filthy mind. That's right. Is that what you're I'm, saying? I'm keeping it clean up here. Clean uh, and analytical as we discuss. Mm. The moist vessel. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Captain Durango is a tellerite. There's a briefing going on where they're talking about the things that they need to do. Mariner is like the the ensign who's supposed to hand out the pads in the meeting. And she keeps yawning during her mother, Captain Freeman's presentation, and then yawns through Durango's presentation, which upsets Durango and upsets Captain Freeman. And so Freeman takes Mariner into her ready room and chews her out. She says she won't stand for this kind of behavior anymore. And Mariner's like, whatever. And she does uh, some sarcastic live long and prosper Vulcan salutes as she leaves. Enter Jack Ransom, who shows up. And Freeman is like sort of preoccupied with what to do with her daughter. And so Ransom's like, you know, what we could do is like we could try to convince her to leave by giving her the worst jobs that an ensign can have on the ship. And then Freeman, you know, <laughs> also self-important, <laughs> uh, repeats that back as if it's her own idea. And Ransom says, that's why you're the captain. I love that. And Ransom wasn't even remotely annoyed by it. No, he was like, and that's why you're the captain. <laughs> also, you know what? Freeman has a very nice, very spacious ready room, don't you think? Mm, it's, like a, yeah. it's like a very nice uh, one-bedroom apartment. I mean, it's Voyagers was quite big. Oh, Voyagers was palatial. Yes. Mm-hmm. That had, didn't have like a sunken like den area because she also would climb the little stairs to go to the carpet, to the couch oh, where yeah, she had little, the, her coffees. Yeah. Now that's mm-hmm. it's very, very 70s uh, chic. Yes, it was. You're right. Okay. <laughs> where was I? Where were we? Yes. So <laughs> uh, meanwhile, on the lower decks, everyone is getting their their assignments and things are happening. Boimler is excited because he's got cleanup duty in the conference room. And apparently that means he gets to rub shoulders with the command staff and maybe gets to use their replicator, which makes nicer food, apparently. And Rutherford is a little disappointed because he has to monitor the fluctuations, the power fluctuations in the tractor beam that they're using to carry the moist vessel instead of the power fluctuations in the impulse relays. Tendi is super excited because she's about to watch an ascension happen. She's very excited, doesn't know what it's going to be like. And Mariner finds out that she's been given all the crappiest jobs on the ship. She has to... <laughs> she has to lube the turbo lift. She has to scrape carbon off the carbon filter. And perhaps the most disgusting implication of all, she has to remove from the holodeck filters. I did... <laughs> <laughs> 
know. They, yeah. they do say that you shouldn't overuse sound effects, but that was perfect. It's great. No, that was you nailed it. Now, now everyone <laughs> out there will think I said something filthy mm. instead of the very clean things that I did say. Yeah. Or did I? <laughs> anyway. Uh, and Marin is sort of like, I wonder why I'm getting these weird jobs. So Tendi goes to the quarters of Lieutenant O'Connor. He's like sitting cross-legged. He's finishing his uh, his sand mandala. He is humming, and people are sitting around to watch him ascend. And Tendi joins in, but then she sees a gong that she thinks is cool. She goes over to look at it, and as she's looking at it, people go, oh, I think he's ascending. I think it's happening. And she turns around. She knocks the gong over. It rolls across the floor. She tries to grab it. She ruins the sand mandala. It causes O'Connor to flip out. He's like, ah, oh, you ruined my inner peace. Ah! Uh, and that happens. Um, Boimler is super excited about going to work in the conference room. Mariner goes about her job. She removes some unpleasant, uh, filthy stuff from the holodeck. She's lubing the turbo lift and almost dies when Shax uh, <laughs> throws aside the sign that says Ensign at work and uses the holodeck and she has to call an emergency stop. And then she's going to the the like uh, carbon filter area, I guess, and she's using a phaser to scrape carbon off the carbon filters. But then she kind of turns it into a game with the other two people there. She's like, you know, maybe we'll make this interesting. Like, have a bet who can finish their section the quickest. And everyone then, it, you know, flash forward to a bunch of people around cheering and stuff. Anyway, Mariner has made lemonade out of lemons. Uh, meanwhile, Rutherford is having the time of his life in engineering. Turns out he really enjoys looking at the power fluctuations on those tractor beams. And Tendi is kind of bent out of shape that she ruined O'Connor's ascension. So she has made it a personal mission of hers to help him ascend. She keeps bringing him gifts and he is very angry. He destroys the first one that she brings him, which is like some sort of uh, like metronome, I guess. And when Freeman inquires whether or not uh, Mariner has asked for a transfer yet, Ransom has to report to her that in fact, things are going great for Mariner. And so they're like, I don't know what we're going to do. And Freeman looks out the window and she sees a reflection of Ransom checking out his own muscles. <laughs> and yeah, he's like, yeah, nice. And she gets a brilliant idea. So she calls Mariner to the conference room in front of all the command staff and makes her a lieutenant. That makes her sit in on a very boring meeting where everybody's arguing about what kind of chairs to get. So Mariner gets this new job. She's wearing the, uh, the tactical yellow and she has to like go to ops training and uh, oh man, I didn't write down all the things she has to do. It's like a an audit and then an audit of an audit and there's like just various boring thing management is oh oh the management training where uh she's watching the captain captain freeman is scatting and saying that uh running a ship is a lot like scatting it's about the notes you don't scat and then she is uh we see that she's going to have to watch a one-man show by one of the officers called <laughs> the united federation of characters that one really makes me laugh uh, I didn't write it down as a quote, but I love the beginning of that part where he turns around and says, oh, hello. I didn't see you beam in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, she's also got like sweet new corners, uh, quarters and stuff. And Boimler's freaked out about this whole thing because he, all he wants is that kind of promotion. And he doesn't understand why Mariner got it. And Mariner doesn't understand. So he comes up with this idea that being bad must be what command wants. So he decides he's going to be a bad boy. And so all that's going on, Right. That's the Cerritos. Meanwhile, in the USS Merced, Durango's kind of like chafing at the bit. He's like looking at a photo of 
Captain Freeman. I guess they have some sort of competitive streak. Anyway, he's like, we're in command of this mission, and we're not close enough to the ship that we're towing, so I want you to move us in closer. And his his crew's like, well, we don't really have to do that. And it seems like and he's like, we're doing it. We should our, our position should reflect our command. So they move the ship closer, which causes the whole balance of tractor beams to go off, uh, and they rip one of the panels off the hull of the ship, and out into space comes none other than the fluid for which the vessel is aptly named in the title. Yeah, I didn't say it. It travels up the tractor beam, covers the merced, and starts turning the hull into like rocks and plants and trees and all kinds of weird things, and then also travels over to the Cerritos and starts turning that ship, jacking that ship up. And so everyone's running and screaming and things are exploding and things are turning to trees and rocks are falling and, and water is, is building up in all kinds of places. And so everyone is in different states of disaster. Tendi is still in the, in engineering with O'Connor, whom she was following around in order to help him. She had taken vacation days to follow him Mm -hmm. around to help him ascend. And they're trapped in, in engineering and there, and water is rising. They're going to drown. Boimler is on the, (laughs) is on the bridge and trying to do his bad boy routine. And so as uh, Ransom is trying to deal with the emergency, he pretends to accidentally pour coffee into Ransom's lap. Uh, Rutherford is basically just dodging falling rocks. And Mariner and Captain Freeman were in the ready room when everything started, and they have to dig their way through a tunnel of new rock to get to a cliff, to rappel down some vines, to get to the environmental controls, to figure out what's going on, to try and save the ship, which they do, arguing and bickering the entire way. But as they do so, they also manage to save the ship. They get to environmental controls. They, I knew I should have written down this thing. The thing with the gas. Anyway, they are able to, you don't remember what this is? Can you, I'm going to Google it. I'm Googling it. Google that. Yeah. Parazine gas. Parazine gas. Apparently will uh, nullify the polymer dust of the uh, moist vessel juice. And that's what they use. And it, it makes everything go away. But before that can happen, right before it happens, Tendi and O'Connor share a moment where O'Connor admits that he never was going to ascend. He couldn't figure out how to do it. And so he was just pretending and decided to blame Tendi uh, because she ruined the ceremony so that he wouldn't have to explain to everybody that he wasn't able to ascend. They decided that they do become friends because Tendi just wanted everyone to like her and because they're both, you know, so earnest about it. But then as they're escaping, a rock falls, almost hits Tendi, but she's pushed out of the way by O'Connor and the rock falls on him and he's about to die. But then they do the thing with the perazine gas and the rock goes away and they go, ha ha ha, we made it. And then they kiss, they smooch, smooch, smooch. But then O'Connor's body starts to float in the air and it turns out that uh, by sacrificing himself for Tendi, he was able to finally ascend. He goes through a very painful ascension process in which he's screaming about the universe the giant koala we mentioned previously, so on and so forth. And in the end, all is well. Mariner and her mother congratulate each other. They embrace. And in at the end, the infamous, the now infamous censors bit happens, which causes Mariner to be demoted once again, back down to Ensign, which she's happy about. And everyone lives happily ever after. That is the episode called... Moist vessel.
Indeed. We don't have an Easter eggs thing yet, do we? No. I haven't made a thing for you yet. But there are many, Gosh, many Easter it. eggs. Here, it goes like this. Easter eggs. So good. And then I do my newscaster thing. Now we go to Stevie Bands on the deck of the Cerritos with some Easter eggs for this episode, Boyce Vessel. Stevie. Well, hi there, Aki. Great to great to be here. Great to be here. So then we had quite a few Easter eggs in this one. So you will notice that the entire episode was about terraforming. It sure was. And we had so many terraforming episodes throughout Trek lore and Trek history. And one of the most famous was Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Indeed, the Genesis device. And this was the first episode where I think we find out what Captain Freeman's first name is. Her first name is Carol. And the creator of the Genesis device from Wrath of Khan, her name was Carol Marcus. Coincidence? Indeed. I think not. We'll never know. we'll never know we'll never know we'll never know and our next easter egg did you notice it was a generation ship i sure did you sure did and that is a very famous sci-fi trope in fact um Mm -hmm. we've had several generation ships in star trek history but this was definitely a throwback to science fiction history versus just trek lore so that was quite a quite a cool one we we also had a vulcan salute a sarcastic mm-hmm. Vulcan salute, Many. which we've never necessarily seen before, but you kind of get This was the idea. first, yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we also had a, a Vulcan hello in Discovery, so we think it was a little mm-hmm. sort of throwback and a throw forward. That's right. Vulcan hello. We both said it right. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, and of course, one of my favorites was a quote when the two aliens, <clears throat> when the alien species were, were fighting about what was going to happen to save their planets, I think it's Mariner who comes in and says, are you guys, are you debating the Prime Directive again? Yes. She goes, what are you guys doing? Debating the Prime Directive? (laughs) And they all laugh. I quite like that. And did you know that Captain Durango, so you you, uh, pointed out earlier, he was a Tellarite. Yes. And he was, this is the sort of first Tellarite I think we've seen in the TNG era, which this is. Mm -hmm. Um, And the first Tellarite that we ever saw was in the original series. That's right. So that was, this was like quite a throwback. Oh, and fun. So Tendi, and one more throwback to TNG. Tendi lists um, off ascension processes for the Tamarians. And the Tamarians, you may remember from the very famous episode from TNG of Darmok. And Jalad at Tanaka. Shaka, when the walls fell. I also, I noticed something. <laughs> uh, uh, did I write it down? In that part of that Tendi thing. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I apologize if I'm interrupting you. You're not no, done. No. But I'm oh, uh, when she first explains ascension to Rutherford and he says, what's ascension? She says it's when it become like a being of pure energy. And he goes, oh, like uh, what do you say? Oh, like a Q or like a the traveler, which yes. is a definite yes, throwback to yeah. TNG. Yeah. 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 I had that. I had that on my list, but, but we didn't get there. But yes, that's that was that was the majority of the, the Easter eggs I had. So, uh, Aki, yes, that's uh, that's all of the Easter eggs that I have on my side. So it's it's back to you. Thank you. And now we'll go to uh, to Aki and Stevie to give us quotable moments. Quotable moments. Yeah, this is a well-oiled ship today. It is. <laughs> Much like Captain Jellicoe's. Oh boy. Oh. Deep cuts. Yes. Uh, talk about boys vessels. Okay, so what do you got? 
I had two of my favourites. So one was Beckett and Mariner were uh, having having one of their little bickering sessions. And Freeman said, it's called being a captain. And Beckett says, it's called being a dick. Totes. Totally on with that. And this one, I think, was almost went unnoticed. So Ransom, he's on the bridge and he's um, flirting with <laughs> a more junior member of the crew. And he mm-hmm. goes... There's no peninsula more sensual than the Iberian. Ugh. And you're like, what What does that even mean? Well, but that brings us to my favorite quote from the episode, which I had not remembered, <laughs> because that's when um, when Mariner has been made a, a lieutenant and she's gone through all the stuff and she's like talking to her mom again before moistness gets out into space. Uh, she says, she says, <laughs> All the senior officers are meeting up later for Ransom's birthday. It's mandatory. He's going to sing and play acoustic guitar for hours. And the songs, oh, well, he wrote them. They're all about the month he lived in Barcelona. <laughs> I missed That's that. That's so great. That was so good. That's so great. I didn't remember it until I was rewatching it. And and I almost, yeah, it almost went by me again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, wait a second. What did the captain just say? <laughs> Ransom's birthday. <laughs> it's all about the month he spent Barcelona. in Barcelona. In Barcelona. Uh, oh no, I had more. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I just I just closed my please, phone. Please. Uh, oh yes, my and uh, the other one I had was when Mariner's getting chewed out in the beginning for how she treated uh, Captain Durango. She says like that guy's boring. He's like, oh, I'm boring. I like museums and dust and old gates, which was just great. Old gates. Old gates. Is that you like know. a? Oh, I know what that's from. That's from the TNG with the the Guardian. Is that one? I'm not sure. I feel like it's just a, a kind of emblematic a of captains who like boring things. Like, oh, I love, you know, what I love to collect old gates or watch water polo, mm. or collect antiques from various different planets, and you know, meet sexy archaeologists. Who? Yeah, exactly. Who meet sexy archaeologists, but all they care about is the find. Hmm. Mm. She was great. Uh, Dodge. What was her name? Dodge? No. I'm mixing no, up with Picard. Dodge is Picard, yeah. But you now you've erased Do, the, the name from my name, <laughs> from my mind. You've erased the name from my mind. Or like it it's something Dodge. like Dodge or Dodge or something. Shall that was we season it? one, right? Yeah, no, Google no, it. No, it was much later. It was much later. No. When Picard yeah. finally goes to Risa. You can Google that. You know, archaeology is quite hard to spell. Okay, it is later. Season three. It's Vash. It's Vash. So close. Dodge versus Vash. And in fact, so close. Dodge versus Vash. This will be completely uninteresting unless you've listened to our whole series on Picard. But remember what the uh, what the Romulan uh, secret society was called: the Zatvash. The Zatvash. Dodge, Zatvash, and Vash. I mean, you think they just make these things up? As they Kill go along. warrior, Romulan nuns. Romulan nuns. That's yeah. all I got to say about that. Well, shall we close up uh, this episode of Set Phasers? Let's do it. Next time on Set Phasers. Next time on Set Phasers, we will discuss episode five of season one of Lower Decks. The episode entitled Cupid's Errant Arrow. Uh, and uh, speaking of shows about ships, this one is also about the ship. Um, but that's for next week. 
Anyway, thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed our program, you can catch us every Friday at 8. Oh, no. God. <laughs> stupid, <laughs> stupid copy. I picked the wrong one. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we have not been live streaming uh, for the last three months. We haven't so live streamed job. in months. Yes. Yeah. Well, you can catch us as a podcast every Monday, wherever podcasts come from. And if you do so, please rate and subscribe us on iTunes. It really helps drive traffic to our show. Mm, indeed. And of course, you can find us on all of the things. We are at Set Phasers and at Set Phasers Podcast on the old Insta and Facebook if you care to, to join us there for all things Star Trek and lots of Star Trek memes. Hashtag Meme Game Strong. Hashtag Meme Game Strong. And if you want to support us on our continuing mission to discover what else Star Trek has in store for us, animated or otherwise, we'd only be delighted. You can patronize us, we can take it, by going to patreon.com slash setphasers. Until next time, I'm Stevie Manns. And I'm Moist Vessel, and this has been Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Oh dear lord, computer, end this program!